live streaming. I ask you, God, that you just touch every one of us to receive a word from you. Lord, though I'm very desperate for your anointing to preach, those of us in the room, we're desperate for your anointing word for us to hear. In the name of Jesus Christ, we ask you, Lord, that you just touch and move in a mighty way. And we praise you, Lord. Amen. How to move forward. Have you ever seen someone who was uh, kind of stuck in the past and lived in the past? They seem to be sort of an oddity because they're still somehow living according to the past. Now, let me tell you, now, there are people who will say, now, I know the Bible talks about the old ways of serving God, but let me tell you that the Word of God is very present and very relevant for today. Though it's very old, because it comes from the mouth of God, therefore it's old, even older than time itself. But it's very relevant for today. But there are people in culture and custom that seem to be stuck in time. I, every time, well, you know, I tried going for a singer's mic, and that ain't doing it. What's that? Move away? I don't want to move away. Tell you what, Try and give me the, you got any suggestions, Wayne? <laughs> well, I've got four more to go by. Let's go. Come on. Yo, Kayla's got a preacher's mic. It's coming.
friendships are only limited and they don't ever have any new friends. They have just their old friends and then they cry after a while saying, all my friends are dying and they're not around. Now, I will tell you, I have a little bit more miles on me than some of you here this morning. But I learned in my life that God wants me to continue to experience and have new experiences in life. God wants me to rub elbows with the elementary school kids and rub elbows with the high schoolers, rub elbows with the college students, rub, rub elbows with the young married, rub elbows, be with these people and be influenced by them. If I don't do that, then I'm losing sight of the world. I'm losing sight of people around me and the harvest that is around me. And if I'm not careful, I can be covered up with a bunch of cobwebs and, and still wearing an old polyester suit that I used to preach in a hundred years ago and, and, and dust off some stuff and try and keep staying in the past. But God has called me and called you and I to be relevant and present today. He hadn't called us to, to be, he hadn't called us to compromise. He hasn't called us to be trendy. He's called us to be current. Why? Because your neighbor is lost next to you, living next to you, and you go, and they're there, and they need Jesus. So they need you to currently come and say something about the Lord to them. Your, 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 your co-worker that just got hired is brand new, needs some help and assistance, but also needs Jesus in their life. They need you to go and begin to share Christ with them and help them along. Can I get an amen out of that with some folks, what I'm talking about? Now, I understand that people will naturally gravitate toward people of their generation. Talking, you know, they'll gravitate there. I don't expect teens to want to come and sit with me during a church dinner. They're going to find each other. I'm not that good looking. Uh, and I'm married. So, therefore, that just kind of uh, rules out a lot of things. So, I don't expect teens to gravitate. Now, the children will because they think I might give them something or or they just like because I'm, I'm, I'm a distant cousin to Santa Claus. It's just something, you know, it's just a, some type of magnet that children love me, maybe because I love kids and I see the, the future in front of me. And I thank God for it. And let me tell you, the future of this country and the future of this world is not going to be flushed down a toilet. No, they will boldly, boldly declare the word of God and their testimony while those around them may mock the name of Jesus and curse them for being, thinking that there are people haters just because they believe in holiness and the truth of the word of God. And, and But they're going to stand up for Jesus Christ. Because there's still the power of the Holy Spirit. There's still the authority of the Word of God. And the Lord is still saving and saving and saving and saving for the future generation. The past. The past 
is has relevance and importance to the point that it will reveal itself as something that was instrumental in the construction that gets you into the present. But the present is so important. I'm going to ask a couple guys help me. Uh, Roger, I don't ever ask you. I can trust you. Come on up here, Roger. I'm talking Roger Luis. There's a problem in church. We have two Rogers sitting behind each other. And Roger's and, and Roger next to either Roger Spears, his eyes got real wide there, but I'm, Roger Deweese, I mean, I need to go on and help someone. I'll tell you what, though. Josh, you stay there once you got there, but I need you for something else. Come on up here. You know, I think it's interesting. How many of you have ever used a table? Now, please don't be offended, but I think it's interesting that those who hold this end, they call it the dummy end. Did you know that? You hold the dummy end, not you. No, and Roger, not you. But I thought that was interesting because I'll, I'll say something in a moment. But you take the end of that. I want you to go back as far as you can on the platform, close to the people, and then you can stand on the floor and put your foot on it so that way you don't have to just hold it in your hand. And then, uh, Josh, I want you to pull and extend that as far as you can close to these people. Okay, just get go there, and I tell you what you can do. You keep on back. Oh, 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 that's good enough. Go and stand down. I could have gotten a hundred foot. I guess I got the, but that had a lock on it. Probably no. Now here we got a tape measure here, and there's the past. It's interesting. They call that the dummy end because you don't have to read anything. It's just you hold it. It is interesting that here's here's the beginning, and then that moves toward the end, and somewhere in the middle is the present. Now we're somewhere here. I, I'm not going to move further that way because I got vision. This is the present. God isn't finished with me. He's not finished with you either. No matter how old you are. Amen. Just you stand in the middle and say, I'm in the present. I'm living in the present. Yeah. Now, I, I will tell you, I can look over to Roger and say, hey, Roger, you know, it's been really quite a great journey here, Roger. And it's been good. I really appreciate that, you know, like, you know, say in the, in the context of pastoring this church back in 1999, it was really a good year when we come here. Didn't have the people that they said that was here. Uh, what I mean by that, a number of people thought there'd be a hundred, and there was thirty and thirty-three in first service. Of course, everybody was on vacation. That probably had something to do with it. We're always going on vacation here at Rodney Pike, and so 1999 was awesome. We came here. God began to move, and as we began to stay here, as time went on, the people getting saved, people coming into the church, people joining the church, people being baptized in the Holy Ghost. Ministries being established, built up in the church. Because when I first came, there was there was a Sunday school, but there wasn't a Sunday school. If you know what I mean. The adults had a class, but I didn't know when the teachers were going to show up. Some of them did were faithful. Most of them were faithful, but there were those that just like I didn't know. It took me a couple of weeks to even meet them or even know them because it just wasn't established and teaching and training and discipleship. So. We moved forward, and then, you know, 2004, the, this building went under construction. We decided God did great things because a couple of years before, how wonderful, we actually paved our parking lot, the, and it went around the brick building, and we thought, oh, my goodness, $8,000, we will do that. That was a milestone for the church. And, and, and next thing you know, we started seeing, we know God can do more, and then, uh, we had uh, constructed this, this building here in 2004. What incredible thing it was to have and be able to do ministry and to do things. But now, you know, we're, I'm in the present, and you're in the present, and in your life, you've got, at the present, you've got a decision you can make. You can either just keep on talking, Roger, yeah. and talk, keep talking about what used to be and have been. Yeah, come on, bro. I mean, you can... Yeah. In the present, you can literally, you can stop at the present. Come on, brother. And never, and never go any forward and not move forward. You keep talking about 
you know, Uncle Rico there on uh, Napoleon Diamond in 1982. I could have really made it big. Was it 82? I don't know. 1982? Was it 82? Yeah, some of you Napoleon Dynamite kind of folks, you know, in that generation. 1982 really could have made it as a quarterback here as a middle-aged guy still throwing a football. Imagine that possibility that he could have made it really great in 1982. You know, either present and either be a stalled place or present can be, hello, Josh. How you doing, Josh? Yo, this has been great along the way. I've enjoyed Roger. He's been so good and helpful. But this present time, I'm going to look toward, we're going to look toward Josh. And we're going to set our sights by launching from the present. See, back there, it got us to where we are you know, right now, but it ain't going to take us to Josh. See, you know, because the present is middle ground. The present is a decision point. And so suddenly, you know, I said, well, how you doing, Josh? And so, and before you know it, can I, I, I just believe I'm going to get to where you're at, Josh. Now, notice something about vision. Vision can't happen from the past. It has to happen from the present. But vision is not a leapfrog thing. You don't leap. It's step by step, isn't it? But sometimes you can take one big step in the right direction and God will move you forward. I tell you what, you can sit here and wonder and worry and contemplate and reminisce or else by faith you're looking forward. By faith, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence not seen. That's the, did you know in scripture that word now is used? The other translations won't have it in there, but in the original text it says now. Now I know the completion of chapter 10 flowed into chapter 11 where it was a continual letter that, that the writer wrote in Hebrews and no doubt it talked about eternal life, but there is something about the now. That you decide in the now that the present's not going to be a stall, but the present is going to be a stepping forward into what God has for our life and for us. Oh, yeah. I want you to know God has blessed you, but he ain't done yet. His faith is not being affected by inflation. I, and, and no white-headed man in a white house can decide anything when the one who sits on the throne raises up kingdoms and brings them down low. The one who can make the straight way easy, the hard way easy, the high places low and the low places high. The one who can make the difference in our life is the one who is over our life. I'm so blessed to think about in the Word of God. Uh, I love in, in the Word of God where in Psalm 103, we know that Psalm, but there's something that stuck with me. Leah read this Wednesday night, and I'm like, man, wow, wow, wait a minute. You know, it's like, you ever read through verses and suddenly you get stopped at the one? <laughs> and it was just a, and aha moment. And it's this. Now I believe it's a word for somebody here today that is in the present. That's living in the present right now. Psalm 103 says, know that the Lord, He is God. Oh, yeah, yeah. We live life. We don't think He's God. We think we gotta fix everything. We think we gotta work it all out. We think that, that the president is in charge and Congress is in charge and, and that the, the world systems are in charge. Some of you believe Bill Gates is in charge. But I want you to know that God, He is God. And He sits on the throne and knows that the Lord, and the Lord means Jehovah. The Lord means the one who is involved in your life. The Lord Nisi. The Lord, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah, Jehovah involved in your life. The Lord, he is omnipotent. The Lord, he sits on the throne. The Lord, he 
Jesus around him. He is God and the only God. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and not we ourselves. Oh, yeah. Well, that blows a hole in self-improvement. In Exodus 3, Moses is no doubt, he's at a place of contemplating about 40 years and his past, where he's been. You know, D.L. Moody said, he said, Moses spent 40 years thinking he was somebody, 40 years learning he was nobody, and 40 years discovering what God can do with a nobody. While tending his father-in-law's sheep during the, no doubt, during the long evening. And already gone through years of his past, knowing how this leaving house, and now not even having his own sheep, and having to tend his father-in-law's sheep. I gotta tell you, there's something in that. How many of you would be excited to take care of your father-in-law's business? I mean, poor old Micah has a hard enough time trying to be assistant pastor with me, and I'm his dad. But the head and father-in-law, you know, every time he looked at his sheep, every time he had to take care of his sheep, every time he had to pour a foil on their head, every time he had to leave him in the water, every time he had to fight for him, every, and, and he looked at it and said, those aren't even my sheep. This job doesn't pay enough for me to take care of. something in your life that has deflated you. 
And now things can change because of your discovery that the words of the poem Invictus was not necessarily, not necessarily correct. I am the master of my fate, and I'm the captain of my soul. You remember and you realize it is God who has made you, not you yourself. It is God who dictates the, the future plans. And he's got plans for us, and we can find those plans and know that his plans are to bless us and to prosper us and give us an expected end. That's his plans that he has for us, for each and every one of us. And so no doubt in Exodus 3, Moses was at that place of contemplating about the 40 years of trying to be somebody, 40 years of learning that he was a nobody. Now what? It was at that time Moses had his burning bush experience. God said it was ready. The time is right. And even Moses is ready. I believe, listen, if you're waiting on something, there's a reason why you're waiting. It may be not because of the, don't focus so much on the fact of, well, it's just not here and, and I just got to wait. Don't focus on the, on the question, are you ready? Are you ready to receive what God has for you? Some of our pains and our difficulties, our woes, all oh, we blame the devil for that. We blame, isn't it funny how we always remain righteous? right. We always consider ourselves being righteous and right. God sees the truth and he works on us. And things happen in our life. And we think, well, that devil, I rebuke you, Satan. I rebuke you, Satan. And the devil can speak and say, I ain't got nothing to do with this. Someone told me I could do it. I just went on. God is working on you what you're going through. Now, I tell you what, I'm so sick of that you know, in the but of recent years of that, 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 you know, oh, I'm so sick of the, you know, the C word, you know, and, and God bless you all, and maybe I dealt with the real C word, cancer, but, and, and no doubt COVID had its situation, its issues, but I don't know about you, but I'm in the present, and I'm ready to go to the future. How many are ready to go to the future? Okay, okay, okay. Not everything in the news is news. Oh, it's news, but it may not be the truth, so it's in news. Don't ever just take everything that's offered to you as being true. Just make sure and know that it is the Lord who made you and not you yourself. And know that your God is going to take care of you. And you know what? I don't understand why stuff like this hit our nation. I don't know why it hit hit the world. God knows exactly what's going on. But you know what? Now we can declare and start saying that's the past. We're going to move into the future. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. There's some still want to hold on to it. Oh, it's still around. It's around. It's around. It's around. Look out. Look out. You'll be looking out the rest of your life. Don't do that. Live your life as God gives you life. And you rejoice in the Lord and say that God's making me, God's going to provide the way, God's going to take care of me. I know it's, it's bad, but I don't understand it, but I do know one thing. I went from there, and you did too, many of you have. You've been from there, and now here you are in the prison. That means that you're moving forward, and you're going forward. And here it is, God appears to him, Moses, an angel appears in a burning bush and talks to him and calls him and speaks to him. And, 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 and what comes out? Well, you've got the words like, it's too hard. I'm not qualified. I don't have the training. I'm not properly equipped. Those excuses that you hear today, people are afraid to step out in the Lord and to serve him. I'm not qualified. And I'll quit. Yeah, you're right. You'll always be right about that. When it comes to faith and God's using you, you're, you're always going to have to step out in faith. You're always going to have to step out in faith. You're always going to have to step out of the past and get the present from the present to the future. You're always going to have to do that. These are the few, the common excuses people may give when they realize God wants them to serve him. 
Many feel perhaps in all sincerity that they're not good enough to do something for God. And this we see Moses. When God revealed his plan to Moses for the life of Moses, Moses responded with doubt and excuses. He felt no one would believe him or follow him. In Exodus 4 and 1, the Bible says, when Moses answered and said, but suppose they will not believe me or listen to my voice. Suppose they say the Lord has not appeared to you. Verse 2 has a powerful word in it. So the Lord said to him, what is in your hand? And he said, a rod. In other words, the Lord was saying, what at present, at present, what do you have? God would say, now Moses, what you need to do is reach back 20 years ago, back when? And you start from there and move up. No, God said presently, what's in your hand? Presently, what's in your hand, Moses? What presently do you have? What presently can you give? What presently at this time? In other words, God wants us to have the vision of where he wants to take us. And it starts in the present. I mean, praise the Lord for what did happen. But now thank God and glorify him what is going to happen. Hallelujah. How many of you believe that God's not done yet? How many of you believe that God's not finished with you yet? How many of you believe here knowing that God's going to keep, God's going to use you and he's going to use you to signs and wonders. He's going to use you to win the loss. He's going to anoint you with power and with fire. He's going to preserve you. He's going to keep you. He's going to heal you. He's going to be with you. He won't forsake you. So therefore, at this present, launch out into the future. And someone realized they, they weren't just a, it, it, 
And here the miracle of God was happening. And a lot of times, people, that's as far as they get. They start seeing the hand of God, the miracle occur, they get scared, and they back away and leave it sitting there. Come on. And as it turns into a serpent, God said you could pick up the rod. And of course, real smart, he picked it up by the tail. You know, that can be pretty bad too. You pick up a snake by the tail. He can move around real good, you know, but he picked it up by the tail. Knowing that what used to be is now going to change into something that's going to be in the future. And so he took the rock. He, the Bible says he emptied his hand and then he took it back up. Some of you laid down the rod a while back. You saw God working, scared you, and you backed away. Some of you asked for God to fill you with the Holy Ghost. And you went and laid down the rod, saw God start moving, and then you backed away and got scared. And it's normal. Listen, the move of God is scary. The move of God is scary. All you that's all used to this all shouting business singing out loud and dancing and speaking in tongue business. That's all easy. That's, you're kind of used to it. But you get someone coming in that's never seen it before, then they're scared to death. They think that up there there are snakes in that little pen and they lower it down and snakes come out and we handle snakes in the circle. We heard someone testify to that. Some pastor told them, don't worry, now you're forever going to look at those, aren't you? Yeah, but they're just speakers. Don't be afraid. But he examined his hand, he emptied his hand, and then he saw God's hand in the midst of it. See, this is what happens in the future, and the way that you move toward the future, and the way you move forward is let God move you forward. You may have felt like you've been stalled for a long time, you've been afraid. Lord knows we've lived in a time that it just kind of put us in an idle mode. We're just sitting idle because we don't know where to go or how to go out now or how to come in or what we got to do. But now God is setting us free. And he's setting you free. And you can move forward in the name of Jesus Christ. No more from the past. And you're not going to be stalled in the present. But that you're going to move forward in the future. Because i got to tell you, God's not finished with you yet. The eternal God that lives forever... He says, I know the plans that I have for you. They're to bless you, give you increase, give you an expected end to prosper you. God wants to bless you. He's got a future for you. And I'm talking to students and I'm talking to grannies and grandpas. God's not finished with you yet. This isn't a time to take heat. This is a time to move forward. There's a harvest to win in the world. This community needs Jesus Christ. The drug addicts, they're multiplying. And the reason why is that we're not reaching the harvest. We're having our clubs at our church. And then we decide whether or not we're going to attend our club ever so often.
want you to look in the mirror today when you get home after you eat your Sunday meal. Go and look in the mirror and say the best days are yet to come. The best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. Because the Lord is over my future and the Lord is over my destiny. And it doesn't matter what the world's doing. I know my God still sits on the throne. Would you stand with me?